Welcome to the future of email. I'm Dr. Matthew Dunn, founder and CEO of Campaign Genius. We help email platforms grow by giving their customers the power of real-time visual media in their email marketing. We believe that email is the critical civil media channel today for business and commerce. This podcast features the leading innovators in email marketing. Stick around to the end. I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on the Cutting Edge podcast on the future of email. Let's go. Okay, so this is episode one of the future of email marketing. Matthew Dunn, uh, this is your podcast, but in episode one, I get to just show you need someone to interview you. And so that's me. <laughs> uh, and I'm Josh. But Matthew, um, you know, t- tell us about uh, this podcast. And and again, we're really, really excited. You know, my team's helping out on the production of this. Uh, but But tell me a little bit more about this podcast. And for someone who is binge listening and they decided to go all the way back to episode one to say, you know, well, tell me about the podcast. This episode will serve that purpose to let you know what to expect in all of the episodes ahead. So if we, if you wouldn't mind, maybe Matthew, before we do that, maybe just share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. And uh, thanks for having the conversation here. Um, Matthew Dunn, Dr. Matthew Dunn. I'm the founder of a company called Campaign Genius. Um, we're, we're guilty of wanting to extend the leading edge of what email does because we don't think email is, is done and fixed and is never going to change. Um, and in some ways, that's one of the motivators behind the podcast. Um, but more broadly, to answer your earlier question, the aim of the Future of Email podcast is to get the innovators in the space of email, whether that's executives from companies that build email platforms or CRM platforms or marketing clouds, or the marketers who are really making use of those technologies to talk about, like, where's this going? What are you doing? What's next that we hadn't thought of to do? Email's 20 years old, but there's there's, <laughs> there's still a lot of race left in that horse. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think what's nice about this, rather than just, because I think there's a lot of podcasts out there that talk about, it's more of a marketing show, right? And it's it's all about, you know, hypnotic sales copy and your emails yeah. and all that. We're not, that that is not this podcast. Maybe you kind of go a little deeper into what this is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, the marketing techniques podcasts, invaluable, mm-hmm. right? I listen to any number of them myself. But they're um, they're not always they're not always thinking about the innovative use of the the technologies that make all this possible. And like there's a, I say there's a, there's a mental model trap with email. It's sort of like we all spend half our day in it, so we know exactly how it works. It's actually not true. I mean, actually, Josh, you're you're an email innovator. Practically every email that's gone back and forth between the two of us. Has had a has had a video from you mm-hmm. that I that I watch that you know really warms up the conversation. That's an innovative thing to do in email. Like you took advantage of technologies that are available now and changed your marketing technique by taking advantage of those. We want to expose expose more of those innovations and get marketers to go. Oh wow! I you know I didn't realize you could do that, or I right. thought about doing that, but that could really change my customer relationship, the customer experience, critical thing, um, the engagement we get, etc. And the the other 
the other lever in talking with the innovators is that some of the things that are more effective are also less work. <laughs> and every email marketer I know of is like, oh, I'm overworked. I, <laughs> there's so much stuff to do. So if, if, that, if that fatigue turns into, well, let's keep doing it exactly the same way, uh, your numbers are going to keep dropping. Right. Definition of insanity. Uh, expect this same bad result from t- doing the same thing over again. Like w- we need to adapt and change as well in email. Yeah. Uh, so I think one advantage and why you're the, you know, you're the guy to help, do, you know, kind of host this platform is because of your role within the email technology or uh, the email platform technology world. Mm-hmm. You've built a number of contacts, like people know you. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and so that there. gives you an advantage in terms of inviting some of your friends who have been in this space. And, you know, I've interviewed like some of the, you know, the, the founders of some of the platforms myself. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could tell like how excited they are about email is not a stale, te- mm-hmm. you know, technology yeah. platform. Some providers are I'd say innovating more than others. Yeah, sure, sure, uh, and sure. That, those are the ones that we really want to celebrate on this show. Yeah. 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 Well, and one of the aspects of email that makes it a, a, gosh, a fun space is that there's not a gorilla setting the tune that everybody dances by, yes. right? You talk about social media marketing, there's one or two platforms that pretty much call the shots. And then there's the ecosystem around those guys. Um, you, you think in terms of your website, you start talking about SEO, and there's one or two gorillas. Well, let's say one <laughs> that calls the tunes. You, you can't actually name a dominant player in email. There's not an email company that really sort of sets the, sets the standards and things like that. Like there are hundreds of them, and there's there's a ferment of innovation as a result because there's not a monopoly sort of saying it's got to work this way. And that's a lot more fun. What about the email um, end user platforms, like Gmail, for example? The, the um, inbox providers, ooh, you're right on the mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, they're sometimes called ISPs, inbox service providers, but that also means internet service providers. So we're not going to mm-hmm. use that term. Um for for sure, there are dominant inbox providers, and and Gmail is like the obvious and big one. The funny thing is, according to our statistical data, um, Gmail is not necessarily as big as you'd think. It's it's one of the biggest oh, really? for sure, but it's not it's not over fifty percent of inboxes are Gmail. Oh, you skew that way because you think of your contacts or or you know, the the visible and popular, and you think, oh, it must be a Gmail user. Not necessarily true. Microsoft's foothold in um, in corporate settings, particular, Absolutely, yeah. particularly blunts that, right? There are a lot of people who still um, swear by um, Outlook. I'm more of the swear at it, but I uh, haven't used it in a decade or so. <laughs> the inbox providers are fragmented enough where they're not getting to set standards that all of the email platforms and authoring tools and so on have to follow. Um, Google in particular is uh, trying to introduce a new standard uh, AMP for email, but it's a Gmail only standard at this point. Uh, Microsoft, for example, said, "Mm, no, we're not going to do that. So if you're thinking about a big investment in AMP for email, for example, 
um, I'll say, well, uh, if if you've got a lot of Gmail users, then that subset may get it. Is it worth the effort? And do you want that inconsistent customer experience where the Gmail guys see one thing and everybody else sees another thing? And yes, I have invited someone who's expert in AMP for email to come on so we can have a, uh, yeah. a point counterpoint discussion about this one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I, I think anyone who's interested in what's on the horizon this is the show. And so, you know, rather than talking about best practices in copy or cadence or whatever it is and outreach, um, you know, why not pay attention to the innovations that are just around the corner so that you can take advantage of that? And so I see great application for practitioners, marketers, and also yeah. those peers in the technology side of email who yeah. want to make sure that they're keeping up and learning from their peers uh, in terms of best practices. And, you know, I think this is going to stimulate a lot of great ideas uh, in kind of this gathering together of, of great minds uh, in, in the future of email marketing. What, one last thing I just wanted to point out, because you mentioned it, is um, – the dominance of social media for paid advertising. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of marketers have seen some pretty scary stuff. I know one marketer in particular who has facilitated uh, well more than uh, eight figure. He's facilitated eight figures in ad spend wow. and Facebook just shut him down because he's wow. uh, there. There are a lot of things that I think social media is trying to clean up yeah. uh, and um, you know, as a marketer, as a business owner, um, and you have a paid ad strategy, I've been hearing this for now very consistently for at least the past couple of years is the alarm has been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Diversify yeah. Yeah. and make sure that you build your own properties, your own your, email list, your own your, relationship. Your own relationship. Yep. You said it. Well, there's, 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 there's two things on the very short-term horizon. I'm actually doing some research for, uh, for uh, a paper on this. Uh, Apple is going to be uh, not shutting down the IDFA, the identifier, but requiring that apps ask for permission to use it. Um, the estimate on Facebook, the estimated impact on Facebook's revenue alone from that change in permission runs into the billions, B billions. Wow. Second thing is Google is going to shift Chrome's handling of third-party cookies, which is also going to have a direct impact on that digital paid advertising space. Net-net, there's going to be reasons for marketers to go back and look at that direct relationship, which is best facilitated and fostered with email um, because they're not necessarily going to be able to spend as much um, because you're not going to know who the customer is at the other end a lot of times. Yeah. Big shift. Yeah. Big shift. So, yeah. So just in terms of like name dropping, if you don't mind, like maybe <laughs> some of the, uh, you know, some of the platforms that folks may be familiar with um, in, in the months ahead, we don't know mm -hmm. when we're going to get to them mm -hmm. all, but some of the big players, um, oh. you know, we're going to absolutely be able to, you'll, we have contacts there and yep. you'll be able to hear from them. Yeah. Um, do you mind maybe? Sharing a couple of brands that they yeah might no uh, no abs abs absolutely brand brand salad for you know fortunately as you mentioned I've I've had a chance to get to know quite a number of the people in this uh, space over the last couple of years so in some cases like hey you want to talk some more and other cases they don't 
don't know me from Adam. But uh, we started with one of the leaders in the email marketing space, Ryan Phelan of RPE Origin. He's actually going to be the uh, the very first guest, which I'm really excited about. He's a columnist. He's a writer. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's one of the best known guys um, in the space. So we're going to start with uh, someone who's really got an eye to the future. Following on, you asked you asked about some of the com- some of the companies. Um, we've got the CEO from B coming on as a guest shortly. Uh, we've invited someone from SparkPost, which is they send a quarter of the emails in on the planet, I believe. Yeah, very yeah, big, yeah, big big company. Uh, wow. Taxi for email, a very uh, innovative authoring platform for enterprise email, and then beyond that, we're hoping to talk with with uh, folks from Zeta Global. Uh, from Cheetah, um, maybe even some of the bigger companies like uh, Oracle um, and possibly Adobe. Oracle mm-hmm. in particular um, invests a lot in email. There are multiple email platforms under the Oracle marketing umbrella, and they've got a really innovative practice. Um, uh, Ryan S. White is their, is their content guy, and he's one of the thought leaders in the space. So I could probably list email companies yeah. for the next 20 minutes, yeah, right. but <laughs> we're going to try and talk with all the ones that are doing cool stuff. Yeah. Would you mind explaining just a little bit more about your platform, your technology, and like where you fit with all these, how you've gotten to know all these players and how yeah. they work with you, and, and you're now part of a standard that most email platforms now have access to? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so Campaign Genius is a real-time content platform. And this is where I get a nudge of marketers thinking about email right out of the box. Email for 20 years has been capable of real-time content. And what do I mean by real-time? I mean, I can change what's in a message in your inbox or after you've read it. It's not once it's sent, it's fixed and it'll never change. And as the bandwidth in the world has, has, has gone up and become more and more ubiquitous, the need to think of email as sort of a, a, a send and then forget about it medium, it doesn't match the way that we work anymore. So Campaign Genius um, brings this super thin layer of real time and puts it across literally any email marketing platform, any CRM, any marketing cloud uh, that's that's on the market. Our particular innovation is we've made it simple to do that. So if you wanted to if you wanted to schedule something, say you were trying to put out email about your podcast, and you wanted to have anybody that read that email see the latest episode rather than the one from when you sent it a month ago. Campaign Genius, you'd say schedule this thing right. Update to the picture of. Matthew and Ryan, update to the picture of Matthew and Josh, update to the picture of Massimo from B in the emails that are already out there. And you don't have to go in and change the code when you send a new one because you're just keeping the content up to date. That's just a, that's a sliver of the functionality. But um, my, <laughs> my explanation is I usually know when the UPS guys dropped off a package, not from the front door and the dog barking, but from my phone going off and going yeah. bing, your package got delivered, right? It's a real-time economy. And email is a real-time medium if you use it that way. That's where Campaign Genius comes in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know even one use case, I remember we were chatting about, um, I was going to buy a product and I thought, you know, I was getting email from them a while back. I 
you know, probably unsubscribed or whatever, but it's still in my inbox. And I wonder if there's a coupon code. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so sure enough, I went back and I searched all the, you know, the emails looking for maybe a coupon code or just Mm -hmm. some some offer or just some sort of, you know, thing I should know about it. Because at the same time, I was shopping their competitors. And so honestly, like a 10% off your first month absolutely could have been the thing. Okay, cool. I'll try it. And um, no, the only thing I had was, you know, just something that was like, it was time sensitive. Wouldn't it be nice for all of those people who still have an archive of that communication to be able to go back and see real-time information that is tailored to them? So you think about like how you can still maintain that relationship with that. That's beautiful. They can go back and take a look at that email and voila, it is now current. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and one of the realities you mentioned that the, the inbox providers we were talking about earlier have, have, have changed the behavior around keeping email. We used to worry about disk space and synchronizing our Outlook OSTs and PSTs. I'm dating myself from uh, machine to machine. And now it's in the cloud. Yeah. And and do I really get that? Do I spend a whole bunch of time deleting and cleaning up, et cetera? Nah, it's like nope. dump in the folder because later I'll search if I'm looking for it and it's easier to keep it. So people's behavior, uh, keeping and going back to email. There's a there's a there's a study done by the DMA Direct Marketing Association, I believe, in the U the UK branch of the DMA. Guess what the number one thing pe- that someone does with an email they find of interest? Number one thing. It's not actually act on it and click the link. No, no. Oh, save it for later. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I totally do that. Yeah, yep. me too. I just mark it as unread, but <laughs> I know that's still in there yep. just in case I want to go back. And yep. when I'm, when I need it, because the, some, a lot of times we're delivering the mail uh, yeah. or the email message on the company's interest. Like it's good time for us. We want people to buy this, but yeah. not everybody's ready to buy in that very moment. Some right. will, right. Uh, but other people are like, um, I'm thinking I'm going to need this a month from now. Let me go back and refer. I do that all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Campaign yeah, Genius I, solves that problem. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. Well, great. Matthew, I know you're looking for more guests uh, as well. So who would be a great guest for this podcast? Great guest for this podcast. Um, someone in the, someone in the, at the product edge of a company that uses email. Um, and that's a horribly ambiguous way to say it, but let, <laughs> let's say you're the, uh, you know, the, the VP of product or, uh, you know, head of engineering at an ESP, an email, uh, uh, email service provider. Great, great, great choice for a guest. Um, say you're, you handle strategic marketing for a company and you really are doing some cutting edge stuff with your email program. You're a marketer, not necessarily a maker of tools. Still want to talk to you. Why? Because you're you're the user side of that equation and you're going to have ideas that those platform guys want, want to hear. Um, so I'm trying to straddle with the guests. I'm trying to straddle the companies that are making the tools and the folks that are making incredibly effective push the envelope use of those tools at the same time. Yeah. Awesome. So they can just go um, on your website. uh, And if you want to give that and where they can click on how they can find out where they can book. You bet. Campaigngenius.io slash podcast. All the details and the the button for, uh, for, for guests to start the process are all there. Thanks to your help. 
Yeah, very cool. All right, Matthew Dunn, again, founder, CEO of Campaign Genius. Thank you so much. Episode one, our inaugural episode in the Uh, can. Thank you so much, Matthew. Hey, thanks, Josh. Great to catch up. Hi, Dr. Matthew Dunn here. Thank you so much for listening to the future of email. If you're an email industry exec or marketer and you're interested in being a guest, please apply at campaigngenius.io slash future of email. If this interview was useful for you, please consider sharing it. Grab a screenshot and post it and text it. And of course, email it to your friends. If you know someone who you think would be a good guest, tag them in your post and include the hashtag future of email. I really appreciate seeing guest suggestions. It helps us a ton to keep the show interesting. We do put out new episodes and new content fairly regularly. To keep up, I would suggest subscribing. Your sharing, your rating, your reviews are the key to promoting to the show, and they mean a ton to me and to the team here. If you want to know more, go to our website, campaigngenius.io slash futureofemail, or follow me on LinkedIn. Search for Dr. Matthew Dunn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.